How many active cases you got? 38. Child services? My name's Emily. Lily. You know I can help? They hate me. They go into the cellar. This little girl heard her parents say they're going to send her to hell. I'm scared. What she needs right now is a safe, supportive environment. I think that I can provide that for her. Do you live alone? Just me. Just us. She's starting to come out of her shell. You can't undo 10 years of trauma in six weeks. Lily, are you okay? I can hear them. I went by the house. Her mom and dad had deadbolts on their bedroom door. People die around her. Not by her own hand, they just die. Tell me what's going on. He was killed last night. Slaughter would be a better word. Scared. Not a man. podcast welcome to upstream upstream where you upstream with us wow but they're downloading it upstream upstream look at us just all walking upstream <laughs> jesus <laughs> hi babe hi babe what we watch what did we watch what did we watch oh case 39 case 39 renee zellweger on netflix but i think there's only a limited amount of time on it yeah it's leaving i think this month yeah so by the time you hear this listeners it will it's already gone. be gone <laughs> But we're still going to fucking talk about it. Um, Yes, Case 39 with Renee Zellweger. Bradley Cooper was in it, too. Did I pronounce your name right? I think so. Renee Zellweger. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if not, you know. You know what? When she she comes on, when she comes on, we can just ask her. You're right. Double check. I mean, I think she's like like 14th on the list at this point after our other ones. We have a line. We do have quite the line. So if you want to get on here, you need to book in advance. We're like a really busy restaurant. Super busy. Yeah, I will will have to get a hold of her agent and uh, make sure we're on the same page on this one. What Um, was it about, babe? Wait, the surprise one. Did you just say who else? Bradley Cooper? We didn't realize it until he showed up. You realized it first. You heard his voice. Oh, we saw, right. I was like, is that Brad? We saw his Brad name on the Cooper? screen starring Bradley Cooper. We were like, what? And then he left yeah. a voicemail and you were like, that's him. He was great. I tell he yeah. died. <laughs> Sh- 
Spoiler, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Oh, people at this point know. The people who are at least following this podcast know that if they want to watch the movie beforehand, they should because we or spoil. pause it when we say what movie we watched and go watch this it is and our, come back. This is our vendetta against Rotten Tomatoes: is to just spoil every movie that they've never rated anyway. Yeah, stupid heckos. Stupid heckos. We watched Case Thirty Nine on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It is given the premise. Renee Zellweger is a social worker who has a big heart, as often the social workers do. Chat mm-hmm. up to Alien Weston, you know, our friends who are in the system just kicking ass every day. It's mm-hmm. not easy. And in this story, I advise anybody who's in the system not watch this movie. Do not. Oh my God. If you are fostering a kiddo, if you want to foster a kiddo, if you're a social worker, <laughs> just don't watch this. I mean, I mean, that's not true. Because if you are, if you don't believe in this stuff, like, I don't believe in this stuff. Like, I'm not worried. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like... I'm not worried about this. But if you are worried about this, don't watch this movie. It is spooky as hell. So this little girl is apparently in an abusive home. That's the, that's how we're introduced to her. Mm-hmm. And Renee Zellweger, being an amazing social worker, mm-hmm. pulls some strings, gets her out of there. Mm-hmm. and Feels for her story. Feels for her story. And then decides um, that she's going to take her in until they find a foster family. Well, very early on, it is apparent there's a lot more to this little girl than meets the eye. And shit gets crazy fast. Yeah, that's true. The crazier part is because obviously we knew there was going to be more. We knew something with the girl was going to happen. We didn't know when. But if you didn't read anything about this movie, you had no idea and you were just going to watch it. They made that so believable that the parents were the problem. Yeah. Because of how they painted them, one, how they dress, and then how they all got dressed up to meet mm-hmm. that, like, the head of the case. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, the stereotypical things you hear of, like, you walk in, you know, they're not talking to you, they're dismissive, the looks of, like, the abuse, the manipulation, yeah. and then them just, like, terribly dressed and look like they just had a beating, and then all of them, like, on their best, like, church attire mm-hmm. for when they have a meeting. like. So stereotypical, like, yeah, the parents are the problem. Right. Fate worse than death. Is eternal damnation. Eternal damnation. But Elaborate. how would it... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm second-guessing myself now because... Well, actually, no, because even when they do escape her grasp... Spoiler, she's a demon. Even when they do escape her Lilith. grasp... She's a, a Lilith. If you know anything about... She's a Lilith. If you know she's anything not about, Lilith. Well, no, that is a Lilith. I don't think that she is a Lilith, but I think that's like a cheeky drop if you know your, you know, ancient Jewish folklore history, <laughs> which I'm you sure know, not many all people of our do. Audience members do. <laughs> that's actually our demographic. It's just a bunch of religious studies majors <laughs> tuning yeah. in to hear what little so they know. snippets we drop no in. No problem. Anyway, her name is Lilith, which I'm sure is like a wink, wink, nod, nod to people who know what, what the Liliths were in mm-hmm. ancient. Which I didn't. Stefan had to tell me. That's fine. Um, He's up on his Jewish folklore. <laughs> Jewish fables. I'm actually, I just saw a TikTok on it and then I went and researched afterwards because I was like, this is crazy. This can't be real. And it is. I've actually learned a lot more from TikTok than I did in school. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, you anyway. did go to a, went to a private Christian school, so anyway, I mean, that's not saying anyway. much. Anywho. Fate <laughs> um, worse than death in this case, I think, would be nobody believing you. Nobody uh, believes her. Nobody believes that's the parents. The worst. Have you ever been in dreams where you can't you you're not yeah, heard yeah you, you can't run you, you can't run yes kind of thing. yes that would be my 
worst nightmare. That's why this movie was so scary is because somebody had the idea of taking this horrible situation that happens every day, right? Mm-hmm. Children are being abused. Yeah. And flipped it. That nobody, that would be the worst thing. And it was with a social worker who, from the looks of it, everyone trusted, everyone mm-hmm. knew she was one of the best, mm-hmm. and that she had the heart of gold, mm-hmm. and that she knew how to do her job. Like, even that guy that ended up helping her finally at the end, spoiler, but was like, you know how to do this. You're sounding like X, Y, and Z. Don't make me call on you. Mm-hmm. But, like, they all knew who she was. Yeah. They all, like, what would you say the first sign that she saw was that she got frightened was it bradley cooper or was it right before that where she was like something's off when did she see when did we see her lips remember when she was whispering little girl's oh ears oh my gosh that was after that was after, that was after the bradley cooper because that was when she pulled around and was like you're never coming back and then yeah. the elevator thing happened yeah that's right but bradley cooper had already been dead yeah that's right that's right bradley cooper dies in a very horrific way so just fyi if you're oh my afraid. gosh it if is the worst of, there's a scene in this movie called um what is it called? The Covenant? Did you ever watch The Covenant? Mm-mm. It's about warlocks. No. There's a scene where they put a curse on somebody who thinks that they're being enveloped by spiders. Oh. And they start come, popping out of the skin. Oh. And like out of the eyes. And that's kind of what that scene reminded me of. The, the hornets. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, she so takes so your worst fear and kills you with it, basically. Has you kill yourself. It's, and it's kind of like, I kind of hate the trope of like, it's not real. Like, we just watched a movie, which we'll talk about another time. That did it, I think, perfectly, where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, it's not real, but what, like, what's the line? This one was kind of like, don't worry, it's not real, and it's like, it feels pretty fucking real. Yeah, in those instances, like, you say it's not real, it's not real, it's not real, but it's not just happening once, it's happening the whole, like, the mom, mm-hmm. she thought she was burning alive mm-hmm. multiple days, mm-hmm. like, that was gonna be her, that was gonna be the rest of her life. Yeah. But... My thing is, if you convince yourself it's not real, would it have stopped? Or would that, was it like a curse or, she, or was it just like a... I don't know. Because it was through the, so that voice. Yeah, the whispering. and But I mean, like she, when she like said, fuck it at the end, she was just going all in. She didn't even whisper nothing or talk to yeah, anybody. Yeah, but she never did the like scary whisper to Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger just said, I'm not afraid of you. So none of the other people had the opportunity to say, like, I'm not afraid of you. They instantly heard it through the phone Mm because they all got a phone call. Yeah. So. Interesting take on, like, speaking a curse. Mm Kind of get kind of. I haven't seen the movie The Ring, but isn't that like the You'll Die in Seven Days movie? Mm hmm. Yeah, well, that's on our list. I'm sure we got to watch it at some point. But that kind of felt similar to that. Like, except for a major plot hole, she doesn't. Nothing happens to her boss who receives a phone call. It's just the phone's for you. Well, yeah, because she... It wasn't to kill him. It was to get Renee. But why wouldn't because, she kill her boss? Because he didn't... There, he had no threat. He, he thought her case was fine, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Everyone else was a threat to her. Because either try to interview her in a, like, in a way that like something was wrong. Yeah. Renee Zellweger was amazing in this movie. Bradley Cooper, for his short stunt, was oh, yeah. equally insanely I mean, amazing. I didn't want him to die so early. Yeah, but he's stuck with us. I mean, we never forgot about him. That's still, true. Yeah. That's true. She references him. Okay. Oh, the guy who's in it, the actor, one of my favorite oh, voices. Yeah. Hold on. The guy that the dog scene. What is his name? Did you notice that he was the one that said, ah, man's best friend, and then that's how he died? 
Mm-mm. So remember when they were in the house getting everything um, after that kiddo killed his family? Mm-hmm. And he, the dog came up and started barking at the window. And he was the one that went, ah, uh, man's best friend. That dog was the one he vis- envisioned when he shot himself. Oh, spooky. No, I did not get that. Yeah. Nice catch, babe. I thought about that and, and forgot to Ian tell McShane. Ian McShane, oh my gosh, just like read me, like read me books. Yeah. I love his voice. It's so down here all the time. It just lives in this octave. <laughs> this is just how he talks about life. I wish, I wish I talked like that all the time. Fantastic. Sounds like Dipper's man voice. Dipper's man voice. Guys, it's me, <laughs> Dipper, your brother. <laughs> um, Would you... Recommend this one to people who do like scary. Yeah, if you like scary movies, movies, you're not averse to like the old demon trope. It's a good one. They have to really make you hate this little girl because she's a, she is a little girl. You know, we are watching mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger Damn, and all you know these people. What? I would have been Renee Zellweger. I would have fell for it. Yeah, I think any logical person. Because I, I mean, what are you quote unquote falling for? Like, all the signs were there. Yeah. This is a movie that abuses the signs. No, but the thing I would have fell for was, as and this is the tough part, and I hope no one hates me for this. The thing I would have fell for was obviously the signs were there. I want this girl to be in a safe place, but going against, I don't say the law because I don't know all the bells and whistles behind it all, but the fact that she had her in her house all those hoops she had to jump in in the beginning she was like no it's just not possible Mm -hmm. there's no way i can do it Mm -hmm. i don't know i know in my heart i would have been like yes because obviously you know who i am i would have done that to anybody we were have worked with before Mm -hmm. i don't think in that scenario i would have because i would have been too afraid of like well i guess the parents were in in jail they were in mental institutions. Yeah. They were in mental institutions. Yeah. I don't know. That That's the part I'm like, she fell for it to get her to be living with her. Mm-hmm. Because she could have just, you know, got her into a new home. And then they would have had to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But she fell for having her in her place. Like, I would love to actually ask Bailey and figure out what that whole process would even look like. I don't think that's, I think that's pretty fictional, that part. I was going to say, I'd, I haven't heard of it. Yeah, that doesn't Just, seem. And it, obviously, obviously we know she went into like a court scenario to present her case, mm-hmm. to appeal for it, but I don't know if that's even a thing or, I mean, they made it seem quick. I'm sure to a certain extent it's possible, but very unlikely. Yeah. Okay. Ready Crazy. For, ready for the score? Well, what would you rate it? One to ten. One to ten, I'd give it a six. I'd. I think I'd give it a six, too. Maybe seven. Okay, let's see. That's a C. All right. I give it a seven. The old tomatoes. So 70%. Ooh. Oh, boy. Yikes. Good old tomatoes gave it a 21% and in a the audience. 39% for let's, audience. I mean, we did That's talk about. way lower than the Grinch. But that is way lower than the Grinch, which is nice. That so I agree with. That we can agree with. I think because, remember, after we talked about it, it was predictable. Mm-hmm. All right, it was a little tropish. Mm-hmm. A lot of questions, like, what the hell was up with that arm at the end? Oh, yeah. It was a fucking full-grown man's arm. Oh, it was. I know, but then th- that arm couldn't break out of the fucking oh, yeah. trunk. Yeah. She was just being held down by the, the back seat. Yeah. But she was underwater. 
doesn't matter. She broke. Remember the the door scene I when know, she breaks she through the door? the door? Yeah, that's shit. Yeah. I do want to say though, not a lot of movies when they have like demons where they like try and change the person's face to a demon. I think they do a good job. I think this one they did a pretty good job for as low as it was rated. Like the changing of her lips, great. Ooh, that was, that spooky. was so spooky. That was subtle and spooky. And like when they just subtly changed like the veins in her face when uh-huh. she was talking. Uh huh. Yeah, spooky. That's spooky. Like sometimes I think like no, not realistic. Also, oh, well, the- no, it's not realistic. But it's like oh wow, that's super bad makeup, or oh, it's super bad um, animation. Yeah, whatever it's called. But I think this one. The fact that they only did that in the beginning, like little things, yeah. and at the end, obviously, they showed face. I think but one of the those the lips thing was so spooky. Yeah, I think one of the best lines in the movie was when she tells her friend, um, who's the guy that I like. What I just said, Ian McShane is that his mm-hmm. name? Let me see, pull it up again. Oh, and he finally was like, I'll "Oh yeah," you. when she talks to Ian McShane. No, not that time. The first mm-hmm. time when she's like, "What?" He like just came out of church, mm-hmm. and he's like, "She's like, what? You believe it in there, but you mm-hmm. don't believe it out here." Yes. Oh, that yeah. was a good. I wish they would have explored that a little more. You yeah. know, that's that's so true for a lot of people who believe into this stuff. It's well, he was the only one though, and he got convinced right after he found the actual voicemail. That's true. I guess what's frustrating about these movies and what makes them hard to do is that the truth of the matter is that you know they're saying, "Hey, this isn't real. Mm-hmm. This fear is an illusion. This demon yeah. is getting off on the fear." Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be afraid. Ha! <laughs> it's so easy, right? Yeah, that's what's frustrating about these movies is it's like, okay, so do we take the protagonist to a place where they're not afraid anymore and then the threat is just no longer there, but the threat changes? Or do we let the threat build until the protagonist realizes, uh-oh, I have to, I have to make sure I'm not afraid? Mm. That, that's hard to do. And at this point, honestly, it's kind of cheesy. You know? Yeah. You know, the well, whole like, it's not, that's why one bedroom was so good. It's because it wasn't so much that like, hey, the fear isn't real. It was like the fear is real. And what's scary is that it's all in your head. Can you hold on to reality long enough to get out of it? So what would you do to change it? To change this movie to make it better? To make it better. To make it at least a 70%. I honestly don't think I would have casted Renee Zellweger. Oh. Um, Who would you have? Do you have an idea of who you would have? Yeah, I would have casted probably either (gasps) Brie Larson. Or no, Lupita Nyong? No, you know who you should have, but you don't watch it. But the thing that just came up, um, sh- Dead to Me. She's in Dead to Me. Uh, it's not the one who plays Velma. It's the other, the blonde girl. She has a scar right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're talking about that. Christina that's, that's cri- Applegate. Christina Applegate. She's Christina Applegate. I think she could have done a good job at that. Yeah, I'm just thinking of somebody, because even Christina Applegate has kind of a, um, she's just not who I envision being in that position of peril. And it like me believing that there's something mm. I'm thinking of like people who have incredibly expressive faces in moments of terror. And I've seen Brie Larson and I've seen Lupita Nyong do it. I know that the other people, lots of other people who could mm. do it. That's the two actresses that came to mind. Yeah. So if you would have casted any of those other women, would you have had done the same outline or would you have just changed it completely? I'm, I honestly, I think I'd probably just rewrite the whole thing because the premise is strong to a certain extent, but it has a lot of plot holes. So, right? uh, Ray Wright, Mr. Writer of this. Ray Wright. Stefan has some issues with your writing. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. We enjoyed it. We gave it a seven, remember? I gave it a seven. You gave it a six. I gave it a six. All right, you gave it a seven. I gave it a six. Like, it was an enjoyable movie. You just think it could have been written better? I'm just trying to think of what I would change. I'm trying to think. What would you change? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. 
I liked how they did the demon thing. Oh, I know what I would change. I would have given, I would have given space for people to believe her Mm. more than the cop friend who doesn't make it. Because at the end of the movie, she's going to jail. She just set her house on fire and threw what everybody else thinks is a little girl into the ocean. Yeah. So she's going straight to jail, murder trial. Or crazy turn of events. She is about to go to jail. She gets arrested on the scene, pull up the car, and they see the demon. Oh, the because body the demon like stays in demon it's, form. It's the big arms. Then she's like, "This is why." And then the boy freaks out because they show him a picture because mm. he's still like recovering. He never saw the demon though. He just heard it on the on the phone. Remember? I know, but I'm sure there's some like I don't know, envision. I don't know because she knew that. I'm following. I'm the following. Little girl was that. Um, and then she doesn't go to jail because she was a good person. Nah, she's definitely going to jail for sure. Sad. Um, oh, I know what I would have done. Hmm. I would have had the demon leave the little girl and possess Renee Zellweger at the end. What? Yeah. So kind of like the like, movie. Wait, there's an old movie with Denzel Washington. The premise is that he's going after this killer who he finally gets, but then they put the killer on death row. And then when the killer dies, the spirit, like the demon, goes into a different body and mm. starts basically like messing with Denzel Washington. And the movie ends when you think, spoiler for this one as well, everybody, very old movie. So again, that's on you. When you think the movie is over, you're hearing the narrator, but the narrator is the demon and he Ooh. survives. Ooh, like because Denzel Washington like goes out to a cabin, lets the demon in the, in the, mm. yep, out in the woods, but nobody's around. People, stop going to cabins in the woods when it no one's out, around. It works out for some people. It didn't like fucking... Henry or, or uh, uh, David Thoreau. Didn't Thoreau go out into the woods? That was his thing. Isn't that his whole thing? Like the poet? It's David Thoreau. It's Henry David Thoreau. <laughs> Wal- the book Walden? He just went out in the wilderness and... You're crazy. <laughs> he's, a, he's fine. <laughs> he's a philosopher Like, you're and not poet. clinically crazy. You're just like, wow, that is spooky. None hmm. of that ever works out. Is what makes scary movies like this scary. The thought that we do something every day without thinking of the danger of it. Or unknown dangers until we watch the movie and go, oh, no. <laughs> That's a danger. That's a danger I have to think of now, if you believe it. Because I think horror movies specifically, since they're tackling something that is like a fate worse than death, mm-hmm. entirely depends on what you believe you should be afraid of. If you're someone who goes out into the world and you are afraid of being captured or you're afraid mm-hmm. of small spaces or you're just afraid of, I don't know, things like of, the, of that nature, then a movie about... Being taken hostage and tortured is you shouldn't watch that because you already believe that. If you believe that, actually, this one's this one's fickle because if you are a person listening to this podcast and you believe in angels and demons, as a lot of people do, then it genuinely depends on what you believe has more power, the good side or the bad side. Mm. Therefore, depending on what you believe, it's kind of going to dictate what you are afraid of or not afraid of. And I think this is a movie where what they gave us was a social worker who believes that people are either good or bad. Remember that? Mm-hmm. It was like her line, like, what happened in the days when we didn't psychoanalyze everything? Yes. Was people, were either good, people were either good or bad. Indeed. And then they gave her people who she thought were objectively bad. And it turns out they were actually objectively very good. Yeah. So they took her worldview and just spun it on its head. Yeah. Okay. How would you have turned this spooky horror movie into a comedy. I would have her still be a demon. Okay. 
um, this her, little girl? her parents still be miserable. Okay. But I'd have the twist be every time she calls somebody, they do something really embarrassing. Oh. Like run nude, like streak at a baseball game. Or oh. write. Something that it's their worst embarrassing moment. Their worst embarrassing moment that they go out and do. And it's fucking oh. hilarious. That would be good. Yeah. That could be good. So it's like, it's still got this spooky, like, then like their faces are like, oh, what's going to happen? Then they just strip and sprint. Would it <laughs> way, be? Would it... That's what it is. Everybody just strips and starts sprinting. You no. just got hundreds of people running no. naked down the street. No. <laughs> I, liked, I liked the idea of it being something that they're like the most embarrassed about or something that they did as a child. That they have like trauma from because it was the most embarrassing thing that they did. That's still kind of horrific though. The trauma that they're going to do again as an adult? I'm trying to make it silly. You're like, what if they, they watched a dog get run over as a child no, and then as an something adult? something they did embarrassing as a child. So if they like picked their nose or if they fell into a mud pit and everyone made fun of them they would fall into multiple mud pits it was like something like silly that they did as a child yes that they're embarrassed to ever do again yes like yeah like pick their nose that was funny yeah or projectile vomiting after like doing an eating contest with their friends yeah literally anything okay that can work that can work all right coolio julio boom so bada bing this was this a horror comedy off of a scary thing? Like, did it make it scary because it was realistic, or did it make it scary because it was just jump scares? Just jump scares. You know, you were never really scared. I wasn't stressed. The whole movie, I was not stressed once. Maybe... I think I was at the end when we were trying to figure out if she, who was going to come out. That was, yeah, that was a little stressful when she was trying to, when she was like, I'm not afraid, and... Mm -hmm. Little girl was like, be afraid. We're like, it's not real, it's not real. Yeah, and that was the other thing too, when she was like, I'm not afraid, and then she was just like, okay. What? Oh, like the she didn't try girl started freaking out. She didn't try anything else. Yeah, that was weird how the little girl just shut down immediately. Yeah, like presumably like, this demon is thousands of years old, and all it takes is like a swiper, smart. no swiper. No, I'm not afraid. Okay, I guess I'll put away my superhuman strength and my ability to manipulate time and space to just sit in this yeah. car to be taken off a bridge. <laughs> You got me. Who told you the secret code? So basically, if your boss is just super mean, or if you have a super mean person, just say, I'm not afraid, and all their powers are gone. They're just gone. That's the lesson of this whole movie. Maybe that's the reason that Swiper is indoor in the first place, is to teach children to just say, Swiper, no, no swiping. swiping. And then he's gone. Demon, no demoning. Demon, no demoning. <laughs> that. that. Oh, my God. Now, I want to apply that to like every scary movie ever now. Murderer, no murdering. Intruder, no intruding. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Well, thanks for watching it with me, baby. Thanks for watching. It's nice to watch it with somebody else. Yeah. I don't want to watch your movies by myself. <laughs> yeah. Christina, you crazy. Just watch movies. Wait, don't you do that too? I have. You have? Because I was left in a room when I was a child, and they had Scream on, and... Um... I feel like, are we, are we tiptoeing into some traumatic memories? <laughs> no, that's how I started liking scary movies. Oh. I was like... I don't remember if my dad was dead or not. That's where I try and base off like I was turning five. Solid timeline pivot. Because um, then I forget things. But I was still at a Melda in their house, which was in San Pedro. Mm -hmm. And there was too much going on. Mm -hmm. And I was 
being babysat mm-hmm. per usual. Mm-hmm. And they had Scream on in the other room. And I was left in there. And I shut the door and watched the whole movie. The horror of... I was a child. Child neglect. <laughs> oh. Shit. <laughs> but I started liking scary movies ever since then. Hmm. Would you think I would be like super afraid of them? Is that why you're so jump scary? Is that why it's so easy to scare you? Hmm, maybe. So it didn't... That did a bad thing. It... But I like the movies. I would. But you don't been... like being jumps. You don't like being scared. Well, who does? Who likes being scared? Even when I get you, you go, oh, you got me. <laughs> I love when I turn into an old-timey cartoon. Ah, you whippersnapper, you got me. <laughs> no, I, like, yeah, I'm sure I to jump scares or whatever. But if I was, like, super afraid, I would have never watched a scary movie again. I would have been someone who, like, rejects all scary movies. Scream is kind of an interesting inauguration into the horror genre. Because that's, hor- that's almost satirical. The first Scream movie? Yeah. It's like making fun of all the other horror tropes while also still being kind of a horror movie. Have you seen the very first one? Yeah. 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 I've only seen the first one. Oh. The garage scene? Yeah. Yeah. But that's still like, has it stuck with you? Is that why you're so afraid to jump over the sensor in the garage? That that was a reason why (laughs) being stuck in a garage at night. Oh my gosh. I don't like being in a garage at night because of that. But it's a movie. Yeah, but they're... You say it all the time. This is what you we're can, talking about. This, can, this is what we were talking about. These are about. realistic fears. I'm not talking about demons. I'm not talking about spirits and like all that stuff. I'm talking about legitimate garages. No, I'm talking about legitimate things that like if people like I am not scared of like the demon scary possession. Like those ones, yeah, spooky if there's jump scares. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid like sh- strangers or when fuck a that, when fuck a, that movie. When a stranger calls, like those kinds, no fucking way. Not a chance in hell. Because that's just random it's, evil. And it's it's real because there are hello the Golden State Killer. Right. Like those people exist. Right. Those scare me. Okay. So is that why? Okay, so that's why you someone like trying to trap you in a garage to yeah. kill you, and that's how you go. Right. That is realistic. I'm sure a murderer would hide in a garage. Yeah. That's pitch black. Okay. And we should also keep in mind, you know, you are a woman. Mm-hmm. You know. Main target. Main target. That makes sense, I guess, why you would steer clear of some of those genres. They're realistic. I still watch them. I don't stay away from them. So you're not afraid? No, I'm afraid because I'll have nightmares, but I'll still watch them. Okay. I didn't say it was smart. Yeah, I didn't say it was smart either. I didn't say it was healthy either. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Anyway, overall, pretty good. Stefan needs to rewrite it and make it a comedy or better. It's on my to-do list. It's on his to-do list. My to-do list. All right. Signing off. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for swimming upstream with us. Swimming up the stream with us through horror. Boom, bada, bing, bing, bada, boom. See you soon. See you soon. Love you, bye-bye. Love you, bye-bye. Hey, it's Stefan. Thanks again for listening to Upstream. Nicole and I didn't start this podcast because we like watching movies. No, we started this podcast because we love watching movies together. Movies like so many other artistic mediums are often attempts to escape reality, especially when reality hits hard. Therefore, this message is for you, the listener, to know that we don't know what you're going through exactly, but we hope you find a movie that helps you feel not so alone, and maybe even encourages you to go find someone to watch a movie with. With that in mind, here are a few clips to hopefully help you remember that movies can help you 
know how colorful and wonderful life truly is. Until next time. I promise I will not kill you until you reach the top. That's very comforting, but I'm afraid you'll just have to wait. If I may repay the kindness you once showed me. Take a knee. This is it, Joel. It's gonna be gone soon. The hard place! Like a wind from Geldland, he sweeps by, blown far from his homeland in search of glory and honor. We walk in the garden of his turbulence! The day I realized Fanny was in love with me was strange. It was the day he gave Mama that sculpture. Dear Mr. Will, one thing I've learned in 20 years in education is that there are two sides to every story. So I think I can imagine what started the fight. While nothing justifies striking another student, I know good friends are worth defending. Give me a head. Hey, let your head rest in my hand. Relax. I got you, I promise. I'm not gonna let you go. Hey, man, I got you. There you go. Ten seconds. See that right there?